When George and Julia come that night, George doesn't get his mop or his broom. He gathers up his tools and belongings while Julia runs to my cage. This is my last night, Ivan, she says, and she presses her palm to my glass. Mac fired my dad. Tears slipped down her cheeks. But the zoo lady said maybe they'll have an opening there in a while cleaning cages and stuff. I walk to the glass that separates us. I put my hand where Julia's is, palm to palm, finger to finger. My hand is bigger, bigger but they're not so very different. I'm going to miss you, Julia says, and Ruby and Bob. But this is a good thing. Really, it is. You deserve a different life. I stare into her dark eyes and wish I had words for her. Sniffling, she goes to Ruby's cage. Have a good life, Ruby, she says. Ruby makes a little rumbling sound. She puts her trunk between the bars and touches Julia's shoulder. Where is Bob anyway, Julia asks. She looks around under tables in my cage by the trash can. Dad, she calls. Have you seen Bob? Bob? Nope, George says. Julia's brow wrinkles. What's going to happen to him, Dad? What if Mac shuts down the whole mall? He says he's going to try to keep it open without the animals, George says. He stuffs his hands in his pocket. I'm worried about Bob too, but he's a survivor. You know what, Dad? Julia gets a gleam in her eye. Bob could live with us. Mom loves dogs and he could keep her company and... Jules, I'm not even sure I have a job yet. I may not be able to feed you, let alone some mutt. My dog walking money. Sorry, Jules. Jules nods. I understand. She starts to leave and runs back to my cage. I almost forgot this is for you, Ivan. She slips a piece of paper into my page. It's a drawing of Ruby and me. We're eating yogurt raisins. Ruby is playing with another baby elephant and I'm holding hands with a lovely gorilla. She has red lips and a flower in her hair. I look as I always do in Julia's pictures like an elegant fellow, but something is different about this drawing. In this picture, I am smiling. The door to my cage is propped open. I can't stop staring at it. My door open. The giant box has been moved and it's open too. The humans have pushed it against my doorway. If I walk through my door, I enter their box. The zoo lady, whose name is Maya, is here again. Click, yogurt raisins. Click, tiny marshmallow. Click, ripe papaya. Click, apple slice. Hour after hour, click after click. I look over at Ruby. She waits to see what I will do. I touch the box. I sniff the dark interior with a ripe mango, where a ripe mango awaits. Click, click, click. I have to do it. Ruby is watching me from between the bars of her cage, and this box is the way out. I step inside. After I leave the box and step back into my cage, I get an idea, a good one. I tell Bob he can sneak into my box with me and live at the zoo. Have you forgotten? I'm a wild beast, Ivan, he says, sniffing the floor for crumbs. I am untamed, undaunted. Bob samples a piece of celery and spits it out. Besides, they would notice. Humans are dumb, but they're not that dumb. Ivan, Ruby says, do you think the elephants will like me? I think they'll love you, Ruby. You'll be a part of their family. Do you think the other gorillas will like you, Ruby asks? I'm a silverback, Ruby, a leader. I pull back my shoulders and hold my head high. They don't have to like me, they have to respect me. Even as I tell her this, I wonder if I can ever command their respect. I haven't had much practice being a real gorilla, much less a silverback. Do you think the other elephants will know my jokes? Will know any jokes? If they don't, I tell her, you can teach them. Ruby flaps her ears, she flicks her tail. You know what, Ivan? What I ask. I think I'm going to go in the box tomorrow. I gaze at her fondly. I think that's a good idea, and I think Stella would have agreed. Do you think the other elephants will know how to play tag? I love tag. Me too, I say, and I think of my nimble sister racing through the brush, always just out of my reach.
Late at night, Mac opens my cage. The full moon falls on his sagging shoulders. He seems smaller somehow. Bob, instantly alert, leaps off my stomach and dives under knot tag. Don't bother hiding, dog, Mac says. I know you sleep in here. Mac settles into my tire swing. Might as well stay one more night. Your buddy's leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow? My stomach drops. I'm not ready. Any more time. I haven't said my goodbyes. I haven't thought this through. Mac pulls a small photo out of his shirt pocket. It's me when I was young. Mac and I are in the front seat of his convertible. I'm wearing a baseball cap and eating an ice cream cone. I was a handsome lad, but I have to admit, I look ridiculous. Nothing like a real gorilla. We had some laughs, didn't we, guy, Mac says. Remember when we went on that roller coaster or that time I tried to teach you to play basketball? Mac shakes his head, chuckling. You had a lousy jump shot. He stands, sighs, looks around. He puts the photo back in his pocket. I'm going to miss you, Ivan, he says, and then he leaves and he doesn't look back. Early in the morning, Maya arrives with other humans. Some have white coats, some have rustling papers. They are hushed, busy, determined. Ruby enters her box first. I'm scared, Ivan, she calls from outside the box. I don't want to leave you. A part of me doesn't want her to leave either, but I know I can't tell her that. Think of all the amazing stories you can share with your new family, I say. Ruby falls silent. I'll tell them... Your elephant joke, she says after a long pause, the one about the refrigerator. I bet they like that, and be sure to tell them about Bob and Julia and me. I clear my throat. And Stella. I'll remember everyone, Ruby says, especially you. Before I can say any more, they roll her cage out to a waiting truck. It's my turn. Bob is hiding in a corner behind my pool. The humans don't even notice him. While they're busy making sure my box is ready, Bob sneaks over. He licks my chin just in case there are any leftovers. You, I whisper, are the one and only Bob. I reach for a knot tag. She is a limp rag without her stuffing. Dribbles of paint cover her fur. I hold her out to Bob. He tilts his head confused. To help you sleep, I say. Bob takes her in his mouth and slips away. Good, Ivan. Good boy, Maya says when I lumber into my box. I hear the clicker and I'm rewarded with a tiny marshmallow. When I'm settled, Maya gives me a sweet drink that tastes of mango and something bitter. My eyelids grow heavy. I want to see what happens next, but I am sleepy, so sleepy. I dream I'm with Tag and we're swinging from vines while Stella watches. The sun slices through the thick ceiling of trees and the breeze tastes like fruit. My eyes flutter open, the box is moving. I am in the grumbling belly of some great beast. I fall back asleep. I awake to glass and steel. It's a new cage, not unlike my old cage, except it's much cleaner. Maya's here and other humans I recognize. Hey there, Ivan, Maya says. He's coming too, guys. I have three walls of glass. The fourth wall is a curtain of wooden slats strung together. This doesn't look like the zoo on TV. Where are the other animals? Where are the gorillas? Is this where Ruby ended up? In a cage just like her old cage, still alone? Is she cold, hungry, sad? Is there anyone to tell her stories when she can't get to sleep? I miss my old cozy cage. I miss my art. But most of all, I miss Bob. My belly is cold without him. The food is fine here. No soda, though, or cotton candy. I have no visitors here. No sticky-fingered children or weary parents. Only Maya and her humans come with their soothing voices and soft hands. I wonder if I have ever, if I have stopped being famous. Endless days pass, and then I notice something, a change. I don't know what it is, but I taste it in the air, like far-off rain clouds gathering. Maya brings me a TV. It is bigger than my old one. She turns it on. 
I think you're going to like this show, she says, smiling. I'm hoping for a romance or maybe a Western, but it's a nature show, one without human voices or ads. It's a show about gorillas being gorillas. I watch them eat and groom and play fight. I even watch them sleep. I wonder why Mac never put on this channel. Every day I watch the gorillas on the TV screen like a small family and an odd one, just three females and a juvenile male without a silverback to protect them. They groom each other and eat and sleep, then groom each other some more. They are a contented group, placid and good-natured, although like any family, they bicker from time to time. This morning, for some reason, there is no gorilla show on TV. Maya and the other humans are excited. They chirp like birds at dawn. Today's the day, they say. I've watched many humans watch me, but never have they looked so happy. Maya goes to the wall of wooden slats. She grins. She pulls a string. Gorillas, three females and a juvenile male. It's the family I've been watching, but they're not on the TV screen. They're on the other side of the glass, watching me watch it them. I see them, lots of me. I cover my eyes, I look again, they are still there. Every day I watch them through my window the way my visitors used to watch me. See how they chase, groom, see how they play, sleep, see how they live. They're graceful the way Stella was, moving just enough, only as much as they need. They stare at me, heads tilted, pointing and hooting, and I wonder, are they as fascinated by me as I, as I am by them? Her hoots make my ears hurt. I admire her intact canines from afar. Her name is Kayeni. She is faster than I am and probably smarter, although I am twice her size and that too is important. She is terrifying and beautiful, like a painting that moves. Today, the humans lead me to a door. On the other side, Kayani and the others wait for me. I am not ready for this. I am not ready to be a silverback. I'm Ivan, just Ivan, only Ivan. I decide it's not a good day to socialize. I'll try again tomorrow. All night I lay awake wondering about Ruby. Has she already walked through a door like the one I'm facing? Was she as scared as I am? Scared the way she must have been that day she fell in the hole? I think of Ruby's endless curiosity and of the questions she loved to ask. Have you ever danced with a tiger, Ivan? Will your fur turn blue? Why doesn't that little boy have a tail? If Ruby were here with me, she'd be asking, what's on the other side of the door, Ivan? Ruby would want to know, and she would have been through that door by now. Wanna try again, Ivan, Maya asks. I think of Ruby and I tell myself it's time. The door opens. Sky, grass, tree, ant, stick, bird, dirt, cloud, wind, flower, rock, rain, mine, mine, mine. I sniff, approach, strut a bit, but the others don't welcome me. They have sharp teeth and loud voices. Did I do something wrong? Kayani chases me. She throws a stick at me. She corners me. I know that she's testing me to see if I'm a true silverback, one who can protect her family. I cower and hide my eyes. Maya lets me back into my cage. I lay awake and try to remember what it's like being a gorilla. How did we move? How did we touch? How did we know who was boss? I try to think past the babies and the motorbikes and the popcorn and the short pants. I try to imagine Ivan as he might have been. The juvenile male approaches. He's eyeing my food hungrily. I imagine a different Ivan, my father's son. I grumble and swat and swagger. I beat my chest till the whole world hears. Kayani watches and so do the others. 
I move toward the young upstart and he retreats. Almost as if he believes I'm the silverback I'm pretending to be. I'm making a nest on the ground. It isn't a true jungle nest. The leaves are inferior and the sticks are brittle. They snap when I leave them into place. The others watch, grunting their disapproval. Too small, too flimsy, an ugly thing to see. But when I climb into the leafy cradle, it's like floating on treetop mist. <laughs>